This edition of True Hill Heat is presented by Warrior Wrestling. Go out and order Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights, now available on Fight TV, with Brian Cage going one-on-one with Jeff Cobb. Now, without further ado, this is True Heel Heat. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Heel Phenom, SP3. We are back once again with True Heel Heat 86. On wow. this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing a former WWE legend who has admitted to murder on social media. <sighs> yes, yes, we will be talking about that. And the state and controversy surrounding the AEW's women's division, as well as week 44 of the Wednesday Night War, what was called the worst pay-per-view ever, Talkin' Shopamania, as well as we will preview Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights, and each of us will give you our top five matches of the pandemic era. Mm. I am back once again with the princess of all the true hills, Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, 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 everybody. Yes, indeed. Welcome, welcome. And we are we are absent without our resident True Hill alcoholic. So for the first time in True Hill Heat history, we bring to you the host of <laughs> Joints and Jabronis, the co-host of Wednesday Night Warriors, our resident True Hill pothead, our resident True Hill marijuana enthusiast, with his lovely assistant Mary Jane. It is the one, the only Chris G. Thank you guys for having me on True Hill. We finally made it. We finally made it. No, no, no off-scripted cameos. We were officially scheduled for True Hill Heat. I love it. Exactly, and you got you got big shoes to fill. Uh, replacing Top Guy JJ on this edition, man. Uh, we're already two cups in. You guys didn't have to wait for me. <laughs> And he's on he's on daddy vacation, so he's gonna get wild on this episode. So I'm in warrior mode on a Friday. You guys are lucky. As always, it's a reminder to you, our viewers, our new subscribers. I know a bunch of you have freshly subscribed to our YouTube channel after watching Warrior Wrestling with our little ad there being sponsors for Friday Night Lights. So push the like button. Push the i-card down at the bottom to subscribe and the bell to stay notified for all the great content right here on True Heel Heat. Yes. As always, we want to shout out our subscribers, our viewers, our supporters on social media as well as right here on our YouTube channel. That is why we have our True Heel Roll Call. First of all, we got to shout out our top three conversation starters, our True Hill Trinity on our Facebook page. Coming in at number three is our New Japan aficionado, James Wims. Coming in at number two, the the new the new face of the Trinity, Mr. Charles Kirkhoff. And of course, coming in at number one for, I think it's like 86 episodes, uh, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Yep. He's going to say 33 oh, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> my man Negro Buck Jackson 
He is the WCW Nitro of the True Hill Trinity. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of more True Hills that we got to shout out. Michael Gervin, Brian Whitmore, Tyler Pittman, Dion Randolph, Becky Jane, and Robert Taylor. And as usual, we have our YouTube subscriber highlights. You guys, if you want us to shout you out on the True Hill Heat podcast, all you got to do is comment down below. Let us know your thoughts, whether it's on True Hill Heat, whether it's on Wednesday Night War, all elite recap true rewind any of the shows that we do just put your comment down below and we will shout you out on true hill heat so we got a shout out this time palu 101 who commented on wednesday night warriors number nine so chris someone someone shouting you guys out and giving you yeah. some breaking news he says here's another breaking news taya conti previously from nxt will be making her aew debut for the aew's women's tag team tournament Trust me, we will get to that, people. We will get to that because there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, we got to also shout out the one, the only, Nick Jackson, commenting on a True Hill Heat 85. He said, damn, Sid, sounding like an NPR talk show host. Them <laughs> dulcet tones uh, are something else, LOL. So you better get used to it because that's my new voice for True Hill Heat. I hope you guys like it. The dulcet tones is here to stay. Now that I am in the room with my twins. <laughs> um Kwame Shafir also commented on True Hill He 85. He said the atrocious booking of baby faces like Asuka is one of the reasons why heels on the main roster cheered more often than the baby faces because they're more believable than the baby faces. He mm. made a good point. And the MVP of the comment section on our YouTube channel, Kayfabe Tactics, commented on True Rewind 14. So I'm watching Nitro now and just had to pause and talk about the fucking powerbomb in that Benoit-Eddie match. I've wow. seen Benoit hit some sick ones in New Japan, but holy shit, back to the show, lol. Kayfabe Texas is along in our DeLorean. He is taking the ride on True Rewind, and we appreciate you, good brothers. So that is our subscriber highlight. So first of all, before we get to our top news, we got to talk about what we miss. What we miss was the worst pay-per-view ever and i loved every minute of it it was called talk and shop a mania that is the the brainchild of carl anderson luke gallows the good brothers as well as rocky romero it was one of the funniest most hilarious pay-per-views of the entire year probably of all time in the main event it was chad too bad defeating sex ferguson in the boner yard match Yes. What? The boner yard match. Whose wrestling is we talking about? Uh, Chad Too Bad is the alter ego of Carl Anderson from uh, the old Southpaw Regional Wrestling that they had in WWE, and Sex Ferguson is the alter ego of Luke Gallows. We had we had uh, interference from the Rock and Roll Express during this match. Heath Slater and uh, Brian Myers were sitting on lawn chairs during that match, as well as Enzo Amore took a super kick and landed on the Rock and Roll Express autograph table. And we also had a salsa. Hey, they invited Enzo. It had a whole bunch of appearances. We had Chico El Luchador win the social distance battle royal to become the talking shop of mania 24-7 champion. 
And then he lost it to Chavo Guerrero, who almost shot him with a BB gun during this uh, pay-per-view. Uh, appearances on the show were by Teddy Long uh, in his in his infamous quote, I'm here to get paid, motherfuckers. Um, Brian Myers was also on the show. Hornswoggle playing, playing Zack Ryder was on this show. Freight Train was on this show. Alex Kozlov and his, and his Yugoslavian uh, mom was on this show. We had not Sting, but Stang. Uh, that was Heath Slater dressed as Sting. And we also had, like we said before, had Enzo Amore cutting a promo talking about how much money Luke Gallows was losing on this pay-per-view. Quite the show. What? Okay, when did this air and where did it come on? I don't know any promotion about this stuff, guys. Well, like I said, with Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights, you can order that on Fight TV as well as Talking Shopamania. Only 15 bucks on, on Fight TV, but you can replay it over and over again and laugh at some of the most ridiculous things you have ever seen on a professional wrestling show. Sure. Okay, great. Yeah, I might be out $15 after this weekend. Because that's <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you have a main event with a guy named Sex Ferguson, I have to watch it. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like I said, Sex Ferguson lost the match. So the hashtag that was running around after Talking Shopper Mania was Resurrect Sex. Wow. Really? Okay. So Luke Dallas and them, they leave and, you know, they go and start their own little thing and have I, their I, own pay per view. If you don't want to watch the whole thing, Chrissy, I just suggest you watch the Boner Yard match. The bony, okay, sure. I'll find it on YouTube. Does Teddy Long come out and challenge somebody to go one-on-one with The Undertaker? No, he sets up a tag team match player. Even better. Oh, I'm fucking sold. <laughs> Cash at me $16 so I can pay for this. It's the perfect uh, pay-per-view for Chris. Just smoke, just uh, be there with Mary Jane, have a couple of cups ready, and you will enjoy this show for sure. Over on SmackDown, we had uh, a lot of things happen. Style, AJ Styles defeated Grand Metalik to defend the Intercontinental Championship, as well as uh, Bailey defeated Nikki Cross to defend the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then after, Cross pushes down Bliss in frustration and walks off for The Fiend to come out and give Alexa Bliss the mandible claw. So what was your thoughts on this man-on-female violence to end SmackDown this week, Miss Chrissy Love? Um, great cliffhanger. Um, um, are we seeing a change? Is this going to be Sister Abigail? Like, is this going to be a change in Alexa Bliss's character? I'm excited. Hopefully it'll bring some excitement to the show because right now it's not really that exciting. I, I really enjoyed the cliffhanger uh, yes. to this. It actually made me interested in watching the next week for Friday Night SmackDown. And um, our good friend from Sportskeeda, Tom Collahue, he just did a podcast uh, earlier on uh, Friday. And he explained that it was just the fiend attacking the closest person to Braun Strowman, which because of their connection from the mix match found mix match challenge, that was Alexa Bliss. So it oh. it won't necessarily lead to her becoming Sister Abigail, but we have to wait and see. It was a great ending in my opinion. Yes, absolutely. Something to give some type of excitement to the show. So 
Also, over on SmackDown, we had Shorty G turn heel after uh, King Corbin offered him the King's Ransom on Matt Riddle. It was Shorty G, Chad Gable attacking Matt Riddle. Apparently, Shorty G and the push for the Lucha House Party, as well as Drew McIntyre, is all the brainchild of Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan has been officially made a part of creative. Basically, he has some type of creative control. He's been giving out ideas to Vince McMahon, as well as Bruce Pritchard. He was the reason for that fatal four-way number one contenders match with Grand Matalik, Lince Dorado, Drew Gulak, and Shorty G from a couple of weeks ago. And he's been really pushing new stars on SmackDown. And that's been his whole thing and more out-of-the-box ideas. So what are your thoughts on Daniel Bryan having creative control, Chris? I mean, so far in the moves that he's making, I like. I don't know if they're going to be receptive to the rest of the crowd, but... I mean, Lucha House Party, they're a decent tag team. They could, they could hang with any other tag team in the division. And Shorty G is good. The heel turn, I mean, is kind of surprising. So in a way, it's good. It catches you off guard. They're going to give him a little push as Corbin's second. Fuck it, so be it, you know? We're just going to forget about the whole history they had because, you know, it's WWE. Fuck history. Yep, <laughs> that's what they were to do. How we want to tell it, pal. Yep. And when we tell history, there is no shorty G and Corbin B. But you know what? Now they'll be cordial. It is what it is. But at least, uh, at least some of the talent that we want to see shine is getting that shine. So yeah. Yeah, I did find it funny that Corbin told uh, Shorty G that they've always been friends, even though right. he that's was Chad Gable until Corbin came around. <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking of new out-of-the-box ideas, over on Monday Night Raw, we had the introduction and the debut of Raw Underground with the return of Shane McMahon, who was the manager of Raw Underground. At the end of the night, it was the Hurt Business that takes over the Underground. So, what are your guys' thoughts on Raw Underground? We'll start with you, Miss Chrissy Love. Um... It, I thought it was such foolishness that I didn't even continue watching the show. I, um, as soon as I saw Shaman Man, I seen him in some like backstage areas, supposedly underground. I was like, you know, I don't have time for this shit. I'm changing the channel. I'm going to watch Umbrella Academy and finish watching the season because that was more interesting than watching some underground foolishness that is a waste of my time and my viewership. No, thank you. I'm going to turn my viewership off and I'm going to watch something else. How about you, Chris? I fucking loved it. Oh, great. Listen, I didn't like the execution. A lot of things, a lot of things need work. A lot of things need work. But the whole concept and the idea and just the fact that they want to try something, Ranchi, brings a little speck of hope for WWE, which I haven't had since AEW has arrived, to be honest. <laughs> so the fact that I have this little bit of hope because I see, first of all, Shane McMahon was great all night. I don't want to hear <laughs> Amazing all night. He was, because he was, he was just being himself. Pointing he was out being him, people. right. That's, that's, that's exactly him, yep. You know, he was, he was doing what he had to do. I loved it on the Shane McMahon aspect. The Hurt Business, say what you want. These are three guys that deserve to shine maybe 10 years ago. But the fact that they're getting to shine now... And they're not doing a fucking terrible job at it. I like it, man. I just, I, I don't know why people are so negative when you want change. And then when you finally get some change, you fucking get mad about it. 
just for I the mean, this is true. Let it work out. They filed the trademark for Raw Underground. So if the last hour for the next eight weeks is Raw Underground, give it a chance. Maybe by week eight or week nine, you'll love it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So, so who are these these three guys? MVP, oh. who has been killing it on promos, arguably the best promo of 2020. Arguably, you can say. Okay. That. Bobby Lashley, right. been looking strong. I mean, you can't really yes. say nothing crazy about him. And Shelton Benjamin, who has a fucking re resurgence, finally, because everybody's been asking for Shelton for the last three or four years since he resigned with WWE. So now that you he, got him... He deserves right, a push, yes, but on Raw Underground, friend? Why not? They all showed up in suits and beat the shit out of people. Sorry, I love it. I <laughs> I agree with the first thing you said. The execution was flawed because I would have preferred if they were the people that introduced Raw Underground because it would have fully embraced the Def Jam Vendetta tone that they set for this. Like it looked like the 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 scenery for Def Jam Vendetta or Def Jam Fight for the for New York more 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 specifically if we're being specific here because MVP looked like the boss from Def Jam Vendetta when they came and they took over. Um, <laughs> The underground. I would have preferred for them to be the ones to introduce it, not Shane McMahon. Even though right. I get why Shane McMahon, because this is an idea that he came up with 15 years ago. 15 years ago, he wanted simulated shoot fighting for ECW to bring in ECW. That was his whole idea. Then he changed that from ECW. He wanted to do it for NXT to do like the shoot fighting or Brawl for All. And a lot of people were comparing it to Brawl for All. It's not even close to Brawl for All. Like, Bro for all, all right, they, I'll give it a chance next week, guys. Brawl for all they presented mm -hmm. as sh as shoot fighting. This is they did not ever try to make you feel like this was more real than the stuff that was going on on the actual raw show. So I prefer this presentation over Brawl for All 100%. But like Chris said, I would have liked the execution to be a little bit more and it to be focused on the hurt business because it made right. more sense for them. Correct, because they already been uh, simulated as a faction already together. So let this be what like their third or fourth week, and they make this bring this whole thing. They're in suits, and let's change the game. It's like you know what? We're tired of this shit. We we brought something new to the game, and we want y'all to come and see what it is. If that would have been the execution, I think like you guys like said, it probably would have been shown more or given to us a little bit better. Where people were like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this. Let me see what this is about. I'm not gonna talk negative about. It. I'm gonna give it a chance and see what they're talking about. So. Yes, but apparently the the Raw Underground and the return of Shane McMahon made a difference in the ratings because Raw ratings went up to 1.77 uh, million viewers for this week's Raw. But that's not the only thing that happened on Monday Night Raw. We also had Apollo Cruz returned. He defeated MVP to defend the United States Championship. Apollo versus MVP has been signed in a rematch for SummerSlam, as well as we had Montez Ford being poisoned yes you heard me right poisoned and he wasn't poisoned and then he was automatically out no it was the type of poison that knocks you out before your match starts then you're able to have a 10 minute wrestling match and then you shook the ropes and it triggered the poison again and he was knocked out for the remainder of the night what was your thoughts on montez ford being poisoned chris listen i've done a few different drugs in my life and none of them done that to me so 
It's like, whose idea is this? Like, yeah, like, who's coming up with this foolishness? You know, the, the, the attempt to do something different is there. Cool. But at least make it make sense. It was poison. I just, I can't, I, I can't get behind it. It just made no sense. Uh, I like the aftermath, you know, between Bianca and um, Zelina and, and, you know, that whole. But I'm here for it, yeah. Other than that, it's just, <laughs> the fucking guy collapsed doing the Ultimate Warrior shit. I mean, he, he was doing frog splashes and tope suicidas, fucking no problem. But he shakes the ropes. Oh, shit, a blood vessel out of it. <laughs> that Bernie's just. <laughs> I, I I I will say he sold it very well. He sold. We it. can do that. Yes, he definitely did. Yes, absolutely. You he, can't put it on him. It's a, who who wrote this shit? Who wrote yep. this shit? He went he went full on Teddy Teddy Long having a heart attack. So it was <laughs> it was perfect perfect tone and and. <laughs> And apparently, it doesn't seem like it's a part of the whole feud between them and Andrade and uh, Angel Garza and Selena. Apparently, it is a part of this new stable that's going to be on Monday Night Raw called Retribution. We saw them. We saw throughout the night the lights flickering, mics going out, and then later in the night we saw a group of uh, vigilantes, including a woman, because we heard a woman's voice throwing Mostel cocktails at the generator and setting it on fire. What are your oh. thoughts? On what are your thoughts on I'm a potential? I'm glad was not working. Okay. Yes. What's your thoughts on a potential new stable coming to Monday Night Raw, Chrissy? I'm here for it. Um, let's get some excitement on the show. Like I love a good stable. You know, you know, I love a good. It's a part of the whole thing. Is what I love a good faction. You know, that's what I do. I love it. I love it. Especially the hill, even better. And apparently, throughout the week, um, the social medias of Tommaso Ciampa. Dominic and Dominic Dijakovic has went black and they have no more posts on their social media as well as uh -oh. Alistair Black put out a very interesting uh, little little post that also teases him potentially being a part of this as well. So very interesting and we'll see how it moves forward on the next what we missed on the next True Hill Heat. Also. Yeah. The final thing that we missed was Impact Wrestling. We had Riss Juan retire, and then Eric Young, the world-class maniac, attack him once again, hitting a crutch over his broken leg. We had Eddie Edwards defeat Sammy Callahan to defend the Impact World title, as well as Moose defeats Heath, denying him a job with Impact Wrestling to defend the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And EC3 sets his sights on regaining the TNA title to to destroy it that is his path with destroying his past so any thoughts on impact wrestling and you 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 seem to point out to me chris that you like wrestle house i said it was all right it wasn't it wasn't it was it was very cheesy but it was different so it, it, you know i it was a lot of filler this last episode of impact so i mean just <laughs> It was what it was, but the whole EC3 boost situation, I like it. I hope EC3 wins, and hopefully Moose can be the real fucking champion, man. You know how I feel about that. So yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just excited to see what the what the future of Impact holds because yeah, shit is starting to get real over there. I really like the Eric Young Ritzwan feud. I like I like the fact that Eric Young has come back into Impact and he's become the top heel out of nowhere. 
I was sold. I thought Rich, I was, I damn near shed a tear. Like, fuck, Rich Swan is <laughs> My age is younger than me. So I was like, damn, Rich Swan retiring already? Shit. And then once I seen the crutch hit, I was like, oh, all right, we got a Mark Henry angle on our hands, like reverse. Yeah. I'm, I'm with the shits, you know? And I, I like Eric Young. He plays his part great. So it, uh, man, I just, Impact got good things going for them. I hope they get more, more exposure. Yes, and we'll have Impact News in our top news section. And, of course, you guys can watch Dark Power this weekend as Stat King breaks down everything that went down on Impact Wrestling this week. Of course, our next segment is our top news stories. And the top news, this may be, out of all our 86 episodes of True Hill Heat, the craziest thing that I've had to talk about during our top news Marty Janetti admits to murder oh my God. Okay. On, his, on his Facebook and now under oh police. God, like... He's now under police investigation. On Wednesday, via his personal Facebook, Marty Janetti posted a racist and homophobia driven account of a time where he made a man disappear. Um, <sighs> Marty accounted meeting a homosexual man when he was 13 years old selling drugs at a, a bowling alley and the man tried to take him around back and commit sexual assault to him where Marty says that he murdered this man and threw his body into the river. This post made the rounds on social media and led to public outlets like TMZ and CNN picking up and after local authorities in Georgia picked up the story, um, specifically Columbus, Georgia, uh, and they said that they would be further investigating this from the accounts that Marty put out there on this Facebook post. This follows the past few months of strange, very strange uh, posts from Marty Janine on his Facebook discussing things like his love for underage women as well as other homophobia accounts. Oh my god, like... Um, <laughs> Marty has a history of drug use and a lot of what seems to be like mental health issues. But what are your guys' thoughts on this very, very strange story? Probably the weirdest story of a very strange year of 2020. Yes. yes. Craziness. This is what happens when people drink too much, they have a problem, and they keep their damn mouth shut. Like, take it to the grave, friend. Take it to the grave. Like, I don't get it. This happened how many years ago? And like... You can't friend like you. You're not gonna survive. I think I think Marty is in his late fifties, early sixties, like like fifties. So I think I don't think he's sixty yet. I don't think so. No, no, no. He's like in his he's, he's like, in his fifties. So yeah, be more than like fifty-five. Correct. Yeah, yes. He's in his mid-50s, but to account something that happened when he was 13 years old, and there was a lot of words that I can't use on this show that he used in this, a lot of uh, uh, racist terms, a lot of homophobic terms. Right, or like, this is like, nigga. Where's <laughs> <laughs> your friend? I'm sorry, I shouldn't use that word, you're right. Damn. terms, nigga. Sorry. Love it. I love it. Um, Chris, what, what was your thoughts and do you actually believe this story? Well, so first, I seen the post, right? And I'm like, alright, this fucking guy's on drugs. Gotta be. He's, on, he's gotta be on drugs, right? Then he, you know, the cops got involved and he explained the bad story. 
And I'm like, all right, this is believable. But this guy's still on fucking drugs. So who knows if he's telling the truth or not? Yeah. Only he knows if he's telling the truth or not. You can't ask the guy that he supposedly killed who, like, and he was a, he was a drug dealer. and Nobody knows about this guy and shit, you know? There's just... Who knows? There's just so much mystery and the shit is so out of the blue. I mean, it's not a funny subject, but I can't help but laugh. <laughs> fucking guy or not. It's, it's the wrestling business. It's, it's wrestling. It's fucking... This guy's telling us he could be working everybody. This is the greatest work job before. Yeah, for real. Somebody when he was 13. Think about it. This guy's a fucking drug dealer, tough guy known in the neighborhood. And he was able to get away and hit this guy with a brick. Pick up his lifeless body and throw it in the river. And it drill in the river, yep. Sorry, I mean, I fucking, I'm not a crime scene investigation analyst. But, <laughs> I don't know, man. Shit seems fishy. I hope he gets the help that he needs. I just want to thank him and Sammy G for giving me the joints and joints, uh, joints and jabronis material that I need. You already got your, your full episode for the month of August with Marty Janetti already. I cannot watch wrestling for the next fucking 25 days of August, and I'll be straight. So, Chrissy, do you believe that Marty Janetti should be arrested? Or will be arrested? He probably... He, I don't, I, it's hard to say because I don't even... Like, like Chris said, I don't know what to believe, but I know he needs help. And I know that there's a problem there, and... and and it's like something that happened. You picked up this lifeless body and you threw it in a river. The body probably ain't even there no more. If this happened when you was thirteen, like no, ain't nothing to retrieve. We'll be retrieving. I'm not no like I said. I'm not no crime. I don't work. I ain't go to school for that. So I don't know nothing, nothing about that type of like war, like all that stuff. I don't know nothing about that. So we're gonna be. He's probably gonna be questioned. Is he gonna be arrested? I I, I don't know, man. Like it's just. It's baffling to me. It's like he, if someone can help him, he needs help. He needs friends. He needs family to help him. He needs help. He needs his real friends around him. He, I, I would expect for WWE to, you know, contact him and see if he needs to go into like a facility for like mental health issues or. Uh, he has a lot of problems. If you've been following Marty Jannetty on his social media, he has a whole bunch of posts with little girls where he's like, "Oh, I had sex with this girl." Oh no, no, he's stuff. gotta go to jail for that shit. No, he gotta go yeah. to jail for that. Yeah, that yeah. you wanna be, a, you wanna touch a little girl? No, we don't like that. No, you going to jail. Most yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, you gotta go to jail for that. Most famously, he had a whole bunch of posts with uh, young girls where he was asking, is 20 years old okay for him to date? And yeah, it's just very strange posts from Marty. And, you know, for anyone who is a friend of his, I would just suggest him getting some mental health help. He just needs some help, honestly. Yeah. So we, we should move on. <laughs> I don't know how we move on from that, but we will move <laughs> on to AEW's women's division or their lack thereof. I was about uh, to say, what? <laughs> at the onset of All Elite Wrestling AEW, the company promoted that their women's division would be on equal ground with the men and women would be paid similar to men on their on their level. They also promoted in inclusivity in 
Clusivity, yeah, I think I think I said that correct. Um, as one of the mantras for AEW, however, over the past year of the promotion, this has not been the case. With the women's division pretty much taking a back burner to the singles and the tag team division, most recently AEW introduced a new tournament, the Women's Tag Team Cup, a concept introduced by Chief Brand Officer Brandy Rose to promote and push the women's division forward. However, this tournament will not take place on TN- TNT's Dynamite nor the established AEW Dark on Tuesday on YouTube but instead it will be in their own time slot on Mondays on AEW's YouTube channel. This was met with criticism from the fan base who wants them to promote their woman more and have more TV time on Dynamite because that's in front of the largest audience for right. the promotion. Stars such as Nyla Rose took more of a positive approach to this stating that the women were given their own show and own time slot fans should support the show to further help the women get more eyes from the higher ups in the company which makes sense right Uh, unfortunately AEW also introduced a new female fan subscription called AEW Heels, where women are provided a safe space to speak to other female wrestling fans. There'll be like Q and A's, but it's going to be uh, you know under a paywall for fifty dollars a year, which will include, like I said, special meet and greets with the stars, as well as like um, Zoom calls with AEW talent, as well as others uh, executives in the company. This was met with a lot of criticism out from the fan base because it was met as more of a band-aid for a larger problem with AEW right now. This fan criticism has been met with a lot of defensive comments from EVPs like Cody Rose as well as Brandy who has officially shut down her Twitter page after over a year ago she's saying that she was open to criticism. Then she got criticism for this and shut down her Twitter page completely, <laughs> as well as um, Kenny Omega. So what are your thoughts on AEW's women division and the recent changes that they've made? We'll start with the women of of True Hill Heat, Miss Chrissy Love. Um, I get what Nyla Rose is saying. It's great for them to have their own platform, their own set forum, and it's just, just for women. However, I think that it should have been at least where they should have, like, dedicated a few episodes of, like, um, AW Dark, maybe, if they didn't want to do it on Dynamite. Give one or two matches on Dynamite and then give, like, the next few episodes of um, AW Dark the whole entrum of the women's division and the tag team belts, if you wanted to do it that way. I mean, it's cool. Like, you got to make sure people are watching on the YouTube channel, which I'm sure people will now, but... If you wanted to give them a better platform, start it off on where there's a, it's a more of a national thing where people can see it. Like, if you're trying to give them the push that they deserve, then do the push. Like, don't half-ass it, because that's what it is. It's, you're half-assing it now. Like, you're like, okay, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it on this platform. Why is that? Like, why is that push not being pushed 100? Don't give me half, don't give me half of the burger. I want the whole thing. I want the, the bun. I want the lettuce. I want everything. Like, don't give me half of the sandwich. I want the whole thing. Like, how are we supposed to eat if you're going to give me half of it? Like, we want to see the women grow. Let's let them grow. And, and, and it's a shame that, y'all, uh, you, you think that doing it half this way would be okay. Like, make it bigger. Like, just don't do it half. Like, do, do it. You want to do it big? Do it big. Don't half-ass it. I can I can agree with that for sure. Chris, you review AEW every week on Wednesday Night Warriors. What's your thoughts on AEW's women division and the TV time that they're getting on Dynamite? 
Well, I would say in the beginning that the women were getting more shine. Mm-hmm. But lately it feels like they haven't been as much besides Cheetah. Mm-hmm. AEW Women's Champion. So it leads me to believe that TNT has a say in the program. Mm-hmm. So, and there's so many hot feuds between the men right now that are that are drawing that you want to include everything, but something's got to be sacrificed. So that means if there's only one or two segments for the women, it's going one to Sheeta because she's the ten. And two, it's going to Britt Baker because she's the hottest female right now that's that's doing something right now. That mm-hmm. includes Ariel Monroe, which is also building her up, too. You know? So, the fact that they're giving them their own platform on YouTube is not a bad idea. Because when you look at it, I mean, they really don't have much options. So, to say, yo, they're giving them their own platform, fuck it. It makes, that look, it makes them look better. I personally would have put the first match of that tournament on Dynamite. To get yeah. the eyes on it, and then you do the YouTube all the way, just so you can have that extra viewership. So be it. You know what I mean. And uh, shit, we were talking about something else. Somebody remind me. I'm a little bit. <laughs> well, well, I would, I would say, <laughs> I would say, like my whole thing with AEW since like the uh, the whole promotion started and fans started basically pointing the finger at the women's division being the weak point and asking for more is i always pointed to the fact that it took wwe pretty much 15 years for them to develop a women's division that was actually comparable and actually sufficient and actually could stand on its own so i was all about giving AEW time but the recent um changes that they've made with the with the women's tag team cup i was for it having its own time slot but the fact that when you watch dynamite this week you wouldn't have even known there was a women's tag team cup there wasn't yeah. a commercial for it. There wasn't any recap for the matches that happened on Monday. There was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. We had the little ticker at the bottom for the A A um AEW Dark with the results there. Why couldn't we get that for the women's tag team cup? We just got yeah. nothing for the and really the the TV time for the women has gone down and down and down mm-hmm. over the the past couple of months, which has a lot to do with you know a lot of their women being out of the country or being injured chris statlander has been injured goat baker has been injured even though she always gets tv time because she's one of the best characters that they have but i agree with chris only sheeta and goat baker get consistent time on the show and it's very much sticking out more and the the biggest thing that kind of stood out to me this week is i've read a lot of the comments on social media the responses from brandy rhodes cody and kenny omega and it made me lose respect for the company because they're they're getting very defensive and very condescending to their fan base for with criticism with legit criticism towards their women's division instead of kind of taking it on the shin and just being like okay i get that they're responding to the lowest common denominator of fans the fans 
fans that really don't know what they're really complaining about they're just complaining about everything those are the ones that they will reply to and then they the ones that have legitimate criticism and they do reply to they're coming off very defensive and not mm-hmm. really having the correct way to respond to this being evps and representatives for the co- for the company so that's where, where i'm at and i'm really kind of that's why i wanted this to be a topic on this so what are your thoughts on the women's tag team cup and more specifically chrissy the aew heels because I just feel like that was just bad optics. If you're not doing enough on your regular TV time and what you have for the women's division, don't put out there like this whole thing, oh, we're doing a fan subscription for $50 a year to kind of talk to the fans and kind of talk to the wrestlers. And you're talking about you know being inclusive to everybody but this is only for females what about the people that are not gender exclusive the queer the queer the queer community the lgbt community you're kind of leaving them out in the open and you're only pushing this for women so it's kind of like so not being inclusive like is she is 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 that a part of the whole subscription like like you said that's kind of like condescending because it's like if you're going to do it, you got to do it for all of them that are like Nyla Rose, like all of them that do like identify as this, then you have to put them in there. But like, why do I have to pay $50 to make it for me to talk to these people? And I can talk to them on their Twitter or their, their, um, their, their, any type of social media platform. If they answer me, I'm going to like answer them back and, you know, speak to them. I can speak to them any kind of way. Will they answer me? Who knows? They might, and they might not. But like, me paying $50 a year, I, I don't know if that's like, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know how that's going to work for them, to be honest. I don't, I, I, I don't, me personally, I don't think that it's a good idea to make this like a female exclusive thing. Like, I, I it's, it, it doesn't, it, like for you to put a, you put in a bandaid on like a scratch that you made now for something else that you guys said that you were going to do different, you know? And it's the same thing. Yeah, it's kind of, really showing the flaws in the company and the, where their mind is at when it comes to women but like chris said i think it has a lot to do with probably tnt and yeah. they're they're in a ratings war so if the women aren't drawing the ratings they're not going to be on the show that's what yeah, it seems I like, like i like the idea of the cup though i mean the cup yeah. is a good idea to try to spot like the women on some type of platform no i mean the heels it- thing though it just struck me kind of weird like mm-hmm. it, it was just off you know what i mean especially during this time you know people yeah like, money right we got time to <laughs> exactly we got time for that but maybe it's the inner business people want the extra six hundred dollars are you kidding me they don't got the money for that but exactly but it, maybe it's the inner businessman in me but if you were going to promote something like that that basically comes out to a dollar a week i would have just said for a dollar a week you can talk to your favorite AEW superstars and included the LGBTQ community. Yeah, I said that right, right? Yes, you did. <laughs> We're proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we AEW. You gotta got you guys gotta step it up when it comes to better, guys. Gotta, gotta, do gotta do better. Gotta do better. So of course, that's a good segue to week forty-four of the Wednesday Night War. This is some of your guys' favorite time of the show where we break down the ratings for both AEW Dynamite as well as WWE NXT. And of course, tell you what happened on both shows and decide what was the better show for the week. Of course, Chris, you have your own show that does that. Tell them about that. 
Ooh, the Wednesday Night Warriors. Me and my co-host. Well, one of my co-hosts. Romeo Anthony Cologne. My man. <laughs> carried you. He's the offensive line to my running back. Nice. Carried. And, uh, yeah, we man, we break down the war. We break down AEW Dynamite. We break down WWE NXT. We break down every segment, segment for segment, viewership, all the counts, car crash matches, anything you could think of, we got the stats for you guys. <laughs> you you got to love that show because you guys watch both shows at both at the same time. So I give it up to you because I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have a toddler. Shit ain't easy being a warrior. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, Chrissy, I don't know if you can hit the drums this time. Um, I'm going to try. Ready? Okay. And. So, for week 44 of the Wednesday Night War, AEW Dynamite with 901,000 viewers to WWE NXT with 753,000 viewers. Both shows are up and only lost to Monday Night Raw this week by 0.1 million viewers. Okay. That's Gotta actually, give it up. Yeah. Gotta give it up. I mean, you know, NXT should lose, though, with that ending, so you know. What happened on NXT was Pat McAfee, yes. Yeah, who the hell is that? Former NFL punter and podcast host and pre-show host. Um, <laughs> he appears on NXT to do commentary during the Imperium successful NXT tag team title defense against the Undisputed Era and gets into a confrontation with Adam Cole, leading to McAfee punting Adam Cole and laying him out. Oh, this that's what that was supposed to be, a punt? Yes. I didn't know what the hell that was. I was like, did he miss? Did he connect? I just know that Adam Cole is on the floor. Yes, but this will lead to Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole at TakeOver 30. Yes. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Okay, great. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to Beth Phoenix and um during the whole commentary? Like, they were, were they Beth. at different tables? Like, what? Well, Beth this Phoenix. guy is here. Got it. Okay, because I'm like, I was watching, and then all of a sudden, I didn't hear her anymore. I'm like, where did she go? She said, "I'm enough." And then was gone too. Like, basically, that's what happened. Um, Damian. Damian Priest defeats uh, Oni Larkin and Rich Holland to qualify for the NXT North American title ladder match at NXT at TakeOver 30. Dexter Loomis is out of that match with an ankle injury, apparently. Dakota Kai defeats Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Dakota Kai defeats Rhea Ripley Liar. to become the number one contender for the NXT Women's title at TakeOver 30, thanks to Mercedes Martinez over on AEW Dynamite. Love that faction, by the way. I'm sorry to cut you off. Love those those three together. I think that's actually really good. We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see, yeah, but AEW, right now, I think they're good. AEW Dynamite had Orange Cassidy defeating... Chris Jericho in the Super Wednesday debate as Eric Bischoff returns to TNT TNT for the first time in two decades as the moderator. Dark Order defeated the Elite and FTR in a crazy 12-man tag team matchup. Cody and Matt Cardona defeated Silver and Reynolds of the Dark Order. And then Scorpio Sky challenges Cody for the TNT title. Sammy Guevara attacks and bloodies Matt Hardy. will talk about that a little bit as well uh swole <laughs> beats reba to 
get Goat Baker at all out. Best friends beat Proud and Powerful, and then Santana and Ortiz destroy Sue's minivan. Yeah, great. Travesty, file attack. Moxley defeats Darby Allen in the main event to defend the AEW world title despite interference from the number one contender and the man that wolvers Moxley at all out, MJF. So what was the better show for the week this week, Miss Chrissy Love? Um, AEW for sure. Um, I would have given it to NXT except that horrible ending was trash and I hated the ending to the... Um, uh, tag match, which I thought was actually really good. Bobby Fish, I love you. First of all, you are amazing. You're you're like the, the, the zaddy of all the cougars out there. Love you, boo. <laughs> he's on my, he's on my new list now. He's on my list. Now. Oh yeah, I can't have a list. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> Damn. Well, if I had a list, he'd be on it. He's a sexy. Nice. Is that salt pepper here? He's a he's a sexy man. Nice. But yeah, my, my vote is for um AEW guys. The but what what won me over was the um the debate. The debate was phenomenal. Loved it. Bravo to them. I I do agree with you. The debate was probably my favorite part of Dynamite this week, but I had a lot of favorite parts, but Orange Cassidy's promo and speech on sea levels was classic. And him yep. actually showing fire and asking the, the question of Jericho, what are you going to do when you lose to the guy that puts his hands in his pocket? One of his best promos to probably, yeah, that was his best promo best ever promo. because yeah, yeah. that's the first time he's spoken. Um, right. Because <laughs> a couple of minutes he wasn't even speaking. He's like, see, he doesn't even answer you. See, see, like, Chris Jericho was just awesome. Like, it was great. But his promo was awesome. But yes, I give it to AEW uh, this week. I love the 12-man tag opener. That was crazy. It was everything that the 10-man tag the previous week wasn't. And yeah. um, the main event was great. The whole story of John Moxley beating his former self, his younger self. in mm -hmm. uh, Darby Allen was a great story and told very well. Um, unfortunately, Sammy Guevara got a little bit too excited and he ruined the blood at the end of the show by completely busting open Matt Hardy with uh, the wrong chair. Apparently, he was supposed to throw a regular, you know, metal chair, and he throw a chair that doesn't even fold right in Matt Hardy's face. And wow, just that was so much blood. And you had and the blood. Like, I mean, it was like I mean, like uh, it, it added to the it added to the segment. Right, it did. It did. Massive expense. It, it added to the segment and it added to their feud. Um, Wrestling Observer Radio reported that um, Sammy got a stern talking to backstage, and a lot of people were upset with him for you know blooding in that that oh, way. Come but on, guys. Just, just, I want to ask a question: Who do you think spoke to him? Um, I'm guessing one of the elite, probably one of the elite. Probably wow. he got the stern talking to, like you got come Omega, probably Cody. Cody seems like the guy that would be the one to give like stern talking to his younger talent like that. I think he would be the best person for that. But I give this week to AEW as well. NXT was a great show in my opinion. Yeah. I really yeah. liked NXT this week. I really liked the um, opener with Dakota Kai and Rhea Ripley. That was the best match probably on either show for me. They they went in there. They were Chris. They told a good story. Dakota Kai getting the victory. I was a little surprised by because. I don't expect Rhea Ripley to lose that much, and she's been losing a lot, even mm -hmm. though 
we kind of talked about how Rhea Ripley's star has... <laughs> but, but I do like her going in the direction of feuding with Mercedes Martinez and still feuding with the Robert Stone brand, something that I said on Wednesday Night Warriors with you guys. Um, but yeah, the, the main event was good, but you wouldn't have known it listening to the commentary. Pat McAfee, I get he's a very, he's a very good, annoying heel. He's very annoying, he's very obnoxious, and you want to see him get his face punched off. So he's very good and effective as a heel, but he has a tendency when he's talking to make everything about himself. Mm-hmm. And he took completely away from that tag team match. He took away from Imperium, who are a great team. Right. who are just not getting the intention they deserve. He took away from the Undisputed Era, and he took away from Adam Cole, and he made him look like a joke. He called him short throughout the whole thing. He called him an itty-bitty bitch, and then he kicked him in the chest, and he sold it like he got kicked in the head. It is just the most WWE main roster feud that has ever been on NXT in NXT's whole entire history. And yeah. I'm just not with it. It's not my cup of tea. I'm from the U.S. I've heard people say, oh, if you're not from the U.S., you don't get this. I'm from the new U.S. And before McAfee was on a pre-show, I never even knew he was a football player. So, And he was on my favorite team at the time, my favorite quarterback of all time. And Peyton Manning, he gave us good field position, but he could have been... I could have seen him in a supermarket and I wouldn't have known who he no, was. We were, that, so, thank you. I'm not the only one. I'm like, who was the douchebag? <laughs> right. So, teach his own. Uh, pass it over to Chris. Tell us what was the better show for you. Well, well, obviously, it was AEW. You can see more of that on the Wednesday Night Warriors. <laughs> but, uh, Pat McAfee situation. I follow football my whole, my whole life. Pat McAfee is probably a top five punter of all time. You know what I mean? He's got a championship ring. You can say what you want about punters, you know, whatever. It's it, it's 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 whatever, right? The whole punt this guy fucking it's a pigskin this big. Alright? If he wanted to punt Adam Cole in the head, he could've. But he didn't. Alright? It's a it's a work. Uh-huh. Leave it on the cameraman. To fucking having Mess a bad up. Yep. Oh, That's true. You're sorry. right. He should have made it look better. I don't know what to tell you. That's what you get when you fucking film that full sale. But anyway. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going off the rails. Um, I like it. It's, it's a good storyline. What everybody is upset about, and I can understand because I'm not a fan of myself, is that this storyline is happening at the expense of the Undisputed Era. Which, which Imperium shouldn't, shouldn't because the Undisputed Era is so good. That fucking match was amazing, which doesn't make sense because you can only hear Matt, Pat McAfee if you're watching the product. Yes, so I wouldn't yes. On the match and just listen to the guy talk his shit. You can cut to Adam Cole every once in a while. There's a good two minutes of footage just on Adam Cole in that 13, 14 minute match. You know what I mean? And the match was good. Aperium could work. Fucking Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fisher are amazing. Like, there's no need for that. The situation, the, the whole storyline, I'm a fan of. I'm just not a fan of Undisputed Era being in, in the middle of it, basically. Yep. Including yep. Adam Cole, because he's so good. He doesn't deserve this. It but doesn't. it makes sense, because everybody loves him, and you want to get the heat on Pat McAfee. Fuck business. Sorry. <laughs> I just think 
man comes out fuck business. I just think this is the worst possible option to make Adam Cole a baby face. Yeah, <laughs> no. We have WWE news. So the biggest WWE news is The Rock, Danny Garcia, and their media group have purchased the XFL from bankruptcy for $15 million. PW Insider reports that XFL creditors have filed an injunction to this purchase, but this seems to be um, the first time in history that a African-American or any people of color will own a national uh, sports league. So that's big news on The Rock's accounts. Any thoughts on that? Um, he should have saved his money. He could have gave it out to people that need it. We're in a pandemic right now. You buying leagues like, 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 it's like sunflower seeds and shit. Like, no, like, give that, give that stimulus. Yeah, people need stimulus checks. People who like, why you buy a league? You can't use it right now. So just like, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm happy that he made, he, he's able when he's in a place that he can make these big moves, which is wonderful. And a man like of color, like again, that's a big, big deal. However, I'm not sure what The Rock can do with this this league that hasn't already been that has or not has already tried to be done. That's what all I'm saying. Makes sense. ESPN also reports that James Kimball, who who was overseeing the UFC's Performance Institute um, since it was developed in 2017, has left the company to take on a senior business operations role with the WWE. He will now be working out of the WWE headquarters. WWE quarter two numbers were released this week, and as suspected, they reported record numbers for a quarter, despite live revenue being down by. 97 percent due to the ongoing pandemic vince also hilariously says the reason why AEW and nxt ratings have been more consistent than raw and smackdowns is because they are newer what? no no absolutely not that man's delusional he's old go sit down somewhere <laughs> We, we've established this by far. Um, yes. Fightful Select reports that WWE is still once an outdoor venue for WWE SummerSlam, like we talked about last last time on True Hill Heat. And Atlantic City is being considered as an option I to take the it. event. WrestleVotes also reports that WWE have found their location and will announce it very soon. B PW Insider confirms that WWE are planning to do WWE payback on Sunday, August 30th, just one week following WWE. WWE SummerSlam on August 23rd, what? which is probably like the quickest turnaround for a pay-per-view that I've ever seen. Um, good friend of the podcast, Sports Kita's own, Gary Cassidy reported that before Monday Night Raw that the Raw taping was said to be more quiet more chaotic than usual also reported that there were only two segments planned ahead of time for the taping and more chaos ensued in the other tapings this week which led to some rescheduling gary Makes cassidy shows the product Gary Cassidy also reported that WWE has signed Retro Anthony Green, which follows the signing of Leon Ruff, as well as other Evolve talent after Evolve has shut down. And rumored Joe Casey, who worked as an Evolve trainer, has also been signed with the company. 
on Twitter, Uncle Dave Meltzer reported that Austin Theory has been off of TV for an undisclosed suspension of sorts. And Wrestling Observer Radio reports that WWE is currently planning on holding the next WWE draft in October. This comes after reports that the plans for the draft have changed a few times. There was plans for it to happen in August as well as September, but now it is officially going to go down in October as of right now. And finally, Uncle Uncle Dave Meltzer also confirms that plans for the multi-tier WWE Network have been postponed or canceled altogether. However, there are plans to bring UK's progress in ICW and the recently purchased Evolve and Dragon Gate USA libraries from World Wrestling Network over to the WWE Network. AEW news, Matt Cardona has signed a per-date deal with AEW of five appearances. He does attend on trying to stay with the promotion long-term, as reported by Sportskeeda. And Ariane Andrews confirms that she has not signed with AEW and just made an appearance for the Women's Tag Team Cup. New Japan News, New Japan Pro Wrestling announces that the New Japan Cup USA tournament will go down on New Japan Strong. Uh, the first round matches will be Carl Anderson, I mean Carl Fredericks versus Kenta, Jeff Cobb versus Tonga Loa of the Gorillas of Destiny, David Finley versus Chase Owens of the Bullet Club, Brody mm. King, and Brody King versus Tama Tonga, our good friend of the podcast, and the winner will get a shot at John Moxley's IWGP US. US title right here in the USA so kind of good for the US talent that are not able to travel over to New Japan that they have this opportunity and over in Japan New Japan Pro Wrestling also announces that they will have a tournament to determine the new never open weight six man tag team champions after Evil's turn on LIJ made the titles vacant the teams will consist of Chaos's Okada, Sho, and Yano Bullet Club's Yujiro Takahashi, Jado, and and Gato, LIJ's Shingo, Shingo Takagi, Sanada, and Bushi, Suzuki Guns, Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Duki. The other Suzuki Gun team will be Zack Sabre Jr., Taishi, and Kanamaru. Chaos will have a second team with Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi, and the team of Toge Makabe, Honma, and Taguchi, which are former champions, and then finally the team of Hiroshi Tadahashi, Koto Ibushi, and Master Wado. So mm. that tournament is going to go down on the Summer Struggle Tour, and the finals will be at the end of the tour on Njingo Stadium, which will also feature the finals of the King of Pro Wrestling title. So three tournaments going down in New Japan. So that's for the title for the latest J News Japan Too Many Tournaments. Mm. Um, <laughs> One time, I got you. <laughs> Jay News Japan did a lot for us last week, and he's got a lot coming up for him. We Impact, you, we do. Impact Wrestling News: Eric Young reveals to Sportskeeda's own Gary Cassidy that he has signed a long-term deal with Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling also reveals there will be a two-week emergence event for August 18th and the 25th. The shows will feature Deanna Parasa defending the Impact Knockouts title against Jordan Grease, as well as the North getting their rematch for the Impact Tag Team titles. And finally, Kimberly signs a contract with Impact Wrestling. So Mm -hmm. any thoughts on all of that news from New Japan, Impact Wrestling, AEW, or WWE, Chris or Chrissy? A lot to a lot to pack in. That's gonna be a lot of wrestling to watch in the next couple of weeks to come. You know, 
a lot, a lot of. But I've been do, watching, you know, doing my studies and getting up on my impact, and I've, and I've been seeing some stuff. I'm like, damn, why didn't I? I wish I was watching it back then because it's a lot of stuff that happened. I'm like, damn, that this is some really good stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of wrestling. You remember Chrissy when we said that it was going to be slow during the pandemic? Not it, not at all. <laughs> we thought it was. <laughs> it's more wrestling than we had from before. Man, Chris got two more shows from from the <laughs> pandemic. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> so if you guys haven't already, you can also, like I said at the top of the show, go over to Fight TV and order Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights. We at True Hill Heat are the one of the official sponsors for Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights. You can order it very affordable, $15 on Fight TV. This card is stacked. We got Isaiah Vesquez versus Trey Lamar. There's going to be the Spartan Stadium Stampede Scramble, which will have the challenger for Cody's TNT Championship from a couple of weeks ago, Warhorse versus Dan the Dad versus Beastman, who just did a great lockdown session with our good friend Justin Clapper of Wrestling Travel versus Matt Nix versus Nacho Clown versus Cypher versus Gobaldi versus Davy Bang versus the Cornbell Cowboy versus Elana Black. That one is going to be crazy. Number one contenders uh, for the Women's Championship is going to have Impact Wrestling's own Kylie Ray going one-on-one with Ray Lynn. Joey Janela of AEW and GCW will go one-on-one with Impact Wrestling's own Jake Something. We got AEW's Lance R. Archer going one-on-one with Warrior Wrestling stalwart Sam Adonis. Six-man tag team action. This one is going to be so crazy. So much high-flying. Impact Wrestling Zone. And Chris G's favorites, The Rascals. Versus Alex Zane, Benjamin Carter, and Blake Christian. A dream match of epic proportion. This is going to be a horse fight. And one of the main reasons you guys need to order this pay-per-view. Brian Cage going one-on-one with Jeff Cobb. Wow. I want to see that. I want to see that 100%. And of course, it is the True Hill Heat sponsored, the main event of the evening, or as Frank the Clown says, the people's main event is going to be for the Warrior Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship as Brian Pillman Jr. defends against Robert Anthony with Frank the Clown in his corner. Wow. I don't know about you guys, but this is a must-watch pay-per-view. If you're watching this podcast when we drop this video, you can go to Fight TV and order it. It has already happened. The pay-per-view has already went down, so go out of your way and order <laughs> this. This is a must-watch, and you will see our very special trailer, our new trailer for True Hill Heat that will air live during this pay-per-view. So check it out, and of course... Uh, We'll have more coverage from what happens falling out of this, and we'll talk about it on the next True Hill Heat. Oh, yeah. So finally, guys, we got our last segment. This is where we're going to give these people, these fine viewers, our fine subscribers at home, our top five matches of the pandemic era. It has been a very weird era in professional wrestling with empty arenas, no crowds, but we have seen... 
a whole bunch of crazy cinematic matches. We've seen the Firefly Funhouse. We've seen the Boneyard match, the Boneyard match, as well as Stadium <laughs> Stampede. But there's been great matches. My personal favorite. <laughs> there have been bait matches in the ring that we have to spotlight, we have to talk about. So instead of us doing a collective top 10 or collective top 5 or ranking the pandemic matches, we're going to give all of us an opportunity to kind of talk about the top five matches that we've seen from the pandemic era our special guest chris g start us off go ahead friend we don't have cinematic matches in this i know stadium stampede was so lit but we'll talk about that perhaps another day another day right (laughs) at number five i have drew mcintyre versus bobby lashley oh yeah because bobby lashley that was the best he's looked in WWE since his return. And I yeah. like Bobby Lashley. You know, I'm, I'm happy he's getting the shine that he's getting right he now. He deserves so, it, yeah. Yeah, and Drew could put on a good match with anybody. So, you know, we give him the fifth spot. Number four, we have Minoru Suzuki versus Yuji Nagata. They beat the, the first match, the first match, which is what, the New Japan Cup? Yes. They beat the shit out of each other the ever-living shit out of each other and i loved every single second <laughs> it was it was like it was like two two older japanese dads getting in a fight and in the middle of walmart or something like that because they're both they're both 52 years old and they just beat the wow. crap out of each other <laughs> they beat the shit out of each other so much that i'm pretty sure they both had a bottle of sake before the match and did not feel a thing because they be someone the send me the link to that match, I need to see it. We got you. We will send it to you. Okay, but great. you know, I, I wouldn't put it at number one because there wasn't enough flippy shit. And I love flippy shit. <laughs> so, you know, not too much flippy shit, but flippy shit. Uh not at number three I have Drew versus Seth because that was Seth's like first uh not Seth, Drew's first real tight like title defense, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Like like real title defense, you know? And they put on a fucking great match, and it show, I feel like it showcased what Drew can really do. So, you know, on a on a big stage, you know. So that's number three. Number two was Edge versus Orton. One or two? No, that was two. That was two. Edge versus Orton <laughs> was number two. Okay. The, the greatest it, it wrestling match ever. Yeah, it wasn't my greatest wrestling match ever. Shit, it wasn't even my greatest wrestling match in the pandemic era. <laughs> It was good. It was good. It was overhyped, but it was good. It was a really good match. Mm-hmm. No complaints. Number one, I'm going to have to go with Evil versus Naito. Because I did not see that shit coming. And it was a hell of a match. And the whole Bullet Club transition, everything that's the aftermath of everything, I'm just, I'm, I'm with it. So that's my number one match so far in the pandemic era. Good job, friend. Respect it. I respect your list. Very different. Yes. All right, Chrissy Love, you're up next. Okay. So for me, this was very, very hard, but I narrowed it down. And my number five is going to go to uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Um, We didn't have a crowd, and I wish this was in front of a crowd because this was Kevin Owens' night. It was his moment, and he finally got what he needed, and he got the pop, and he did that flip off of the Titantron, which was amazing. I have to give it to them because they Kevin Owens deserved that WrestleMania moment that he's been wanting for, and he finally won. So I, that's why I had to give that my number five. Number four 
is going to go to AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan for the uh, Intercontinental Championship, the final round. It was like 40 minutes of epic, great wrestling. You both know that these guys can wrestle. They're both great. Love AJ Styles. Wish he would cut his mom hair, but that's not the case. However, great match, great, great technical wrestling. They went 40 minutes. Like, it was like the best part of the whole show. Hint, hint. Um, but it, 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 it just shows, like, great wrestling. Another match I wish was in front of a crowd because the crowd would have popped for, for, for these, these matches. Number three, I'm going to give it to your in-your-house NXT is going to be Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley and Io Rock. Um, this is where Miss Thing won. She became champ. And I just thought it was a great match that, you know, it put these two young girls against Charlotte, like the vet per se, and these young girls show, showcased their work and where you didn't really need to do, Charlotte didn't really need to do much because, the other two were just so good. You know what I'm saying? Like they, another, I think all my matches should have been in front of people. I wish it really was. Um, this was another match that like, it had great pops. It had great, it, it, and they closed off the show. And it was awesome. I, I was so excited. I popped when you know, won. I, I, I didn't think that she would have won, but I was actually very excited that she did win. And I thought it was a great match between those lovely ladies. My number two has to go to Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Um, did not expect this match, even though I know that they're going to probably, like, wrestle their ass off on Dynamite again. However, this match I thought was awesome. Orange Cassidy, like, made me, like, a fan from... I mean, I, I was liking him before, but this one made me love him. And I think that I'm like, who wrestles with their hands in their pockets like, and with sunglasses? That's amazing. Like, who can do that? I just like do some, you can do little flips and somersaults in the ring with your hands and your glasses so on your face is amazing. I just great match. Jericho can never do any like Jericho is the goat for a reason. Like he can, he's like Jay Z. He can just keep come back doing different things. And you know what? We love it and we take it and we eat it and we just enjoy the shit out of it because you know what? He entertains the shit out of it. you know he just, he just does what he does. That's why he's the greatest. My last and number one is going to be. Sasha versus Asuka. What a goddamn match. I mean, wow. Which one? This was the first one. The the the, the first, the reason why they need, this match was all, like, the wrestling between these ladies, I mean, come on. Yet another match that should have, like, damn, like, all these matches should have been in front of crowds. Do you understand how we would have popped for these ladies? Like, I mean, and the end was, I love the ending. That, you guys know I love the ending. I thought it was genius. Bailey and Sasha awesome but again this match between uh, damn shout out to Asuka Asuka is like she's another one she's the goat like she's uh, she's amazing Asuka is just like she ain't got no friend right now but you know she by herself but she's still awesome like she is still amazing and that's why Asuka is like gonna be one of those people that's gonna be in history books and Sasha Banks too this match was epic they wrestled their asses off for what about maybe like 20 25 minutes I wanna say about 20, 18, 20 minutes. About 20 minutes. And, I mean, it was just, like, great spots, great wrestling. They did so good. And I think that was a phenomenal match. And I give them my number one seed. So, that's my top five. Like, both of your guys' list, um, I got a few that you guys mentioned on here. Coming in at number five, I got the Drew versus Rollins match from Money in the Bank. 
Nice. Absolutely. I think that Drew McIntyre's best match of 2020. That was awesome. Coming in at number four is the greatest wrestling match ever from Backlash between Edge and Randy Orton. No, it wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever, but that <laughs> got nothing to do with the two performers who put on a great match that exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number three is the best match, in my opinion, from the New Japan Cup, which was Hiromo Takahashi going one-on-one with Tomo If you guys have heard me on the Dominion Roundtable or any other roundtable that I do with New Japan, I love Hiromu Takahashi and this was his probably the best match of the pandemic for him probably not his best match of the year i still give that to osprey at Russell kingdom but this one was hard hitting and him pulling out the victory was a surprise to me um coming in at number two this is for chris and his love of flippy shit ftr <laughs> and the young bucks versus butcher blade and the lucha bros oh from- yeah so, did i forget Yes, that was an awesome damn. From AEW Dynamite, from AEW Fighter Fest Night Two, this was mm-hmm. insane and was had match, yeah. and had the best spot of the year, which was the Canadian Destroyer off the second rope onto a crowd of people onto the outside by Ray Phoenix. And once again, it proves that Ray Phoenix is the most insane performer in professional wrestling today. Mm-hmm. And Coming in at number one is one of Chrissy's matches that she mentioned, but I consider this the best match in ring of the pandemic. It was AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the finals for the Intercontinental title tournament for 40 minutes. These guys went out there and worked and proved once again. And it was a reminder because for me, AJ Styles hasn't had a lot of great in ring matches in a while. But this was probably the best match that he's had in ring. He's had a great match this year, but that was cinematic uh, in the Boneyard (laughs) match. But this was the best in-ring match he's had in probably over a year and a half. And Daniel Bryan once again proving why he is one of the best wrestlers of all time in having another great match. He had a match of the year candidate last year with Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. And this year in this Intercontinental title uh, tournament finals, he did that once again. So those are my top five matches of the pandemic era. Good matches, guys. Absolutely. So finally, guys, we got to close things out on this edition of True Heel Heat. Of course, we got our plugs and promotion for our YouTube channel. You will see Chris G and Romeo on an all-new Wednesday Night Warriors. That's going to drop this weekend. Right now, you could check out EE Recap with Jimmy and Cash as they break down each and every segment from AEW Dynamite in their own special, unique way. uh, Dark Power, as well as the returning going wrong with drunk guy jj will also be out this weekend as well and all new joints and jabronis with our very own chris g and mary jane for the month of july is up on our youtube channel right now and we have two new brand new interviews with true heels btr between the ropes with frank the clown as well as nick houseman of wrestling inc and commentator for warrior wrestling as we preview warrior wrestling friday night lights once again, guys, you can order that on Fight TV. Go out of your way to order that. We also did, with Wrestling Travel, over on their YouTube channel, the official Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights preview show with Justin Clapper of Wrestling Travel as well as Warrior Wrestling owner Steve Tortorello. So that was a great show. I had a lot of fun with Justin and Steve, so definitely check that out. And then 
Order Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights on Fight TV. Chrissy Love, Chris G, where can they find you? Um, you can find me. Uh, SmackDown with the Lynch will be back for the Summer Slam review. We've been on summer vacation. <laughs> um, but we'll be back uh, in full form to give you what SmackDown is giving you guys. Um, other than that, you can find me on Twitter, IG, and on Facebook. I am the sensationist Chrissy Love underscore or just Chrissy Love. There you go. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Instagram, Spick underscore Flair underscore. <laughs> Woo! I am a Wednesday Night Warriors with my man, Romeo Anthony Cologne. You can find me on the YouTube channel usually around Thursdays and Fridays. And we usually drop. Joints and jabronis once a month. We just dropped July's episode. You can check that out. And I'm on True Hill Heat, baby. You can find me everywhere. Almost got some <laughs> shows. <laughs> my way up, pal. Chris, Chris, you're, you're you're passing me with the amount of shows you do, sir. I, I give it up to you. <laughs> I'm producing in the back. I'm asking for a pay raise at in 2021. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to renegotiate your contract. <laughs> so you guys can follow us on social media true hills group page is always growing true hill heat on facebook we just eclipsed over seven thousand likes over on there so definitely you can support us on facebook twitter and instagram at true hill heat uh also support our independent promotion partners battle club pro and warrior wrestling on all three platforms as well as our good friends at wrestling travel you can also subscribe to wrestling travel battle club pro and warrior wrestling as well as well as our all good friends of the podcast and a special announcement for you guys we will have the very own talk sports editor their uk editor as i call him the UK wrestling, the number one UK wrestling journalist, Alex McCarthy, will be on True Hill Heat 87 next week. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel for the person who, the, one of the other great UK wrestling journalists, Tom Conahue, who was on True Hill Heat 83. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel where he's breaking the latest news. And of course, there we have our, our AE recap duo, Jimmy Macaran, where we're reviewing TV shows from Netflix like Ozark, as well as the new season for our Umbrella Academy. And you can also... <laughs> You can also follow Marcus Cash at, um, of course, Chrissy Love's favorite YouTube channel, My Battery is Dying, where he's reviewing Pritchard's Raw as well as ECW TF, where he's reviewing ECW from the very beginning. And of course, you can like this video, give us a thumbs up, show your support to the True Hill Heat podcast. You can listen to the True Hill Heat podcast on all your favorite platforms like Anchor, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Like this video, push the subscribe button at the iCard down at the bottom, and the bell to stay notified. Huh? Yes, we want to get to a thousand. Exactly. We are on the yeah, way. Yeah, we get there. We got the rocket strapped on us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are on our on our way to 1,000 subscribers. We hope to hit that in the fall. So you can help us along with the journey by like, sharing, and subscribing to this video right here. So until True Hill Heat 87 for the princess of all the True Hills, Miss Chrissy Love. Bye bye. For our resident marijuana enthusiast, Chris G. and Mary Jane. Yeah, more life, baby.
Yep. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, good sir. We are signing yep. off for True Hill Heat 86. And it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We will see you next time for more True Hill Heat. Woo-hoo.